I'm your host, Robert, and welcome to Restoring the Modern Man, the podcast for men, about men, and how to live successful lives as men despite the challenges we face. Let's have the difficult conversations, let's do the hard things, and let's find restoration. Episode two of The Modern Man. Welcome, men. And if you're listening to this, I am glad you're here. Together, I want to talk about some things and uh, try to get some perspective, maybe offer some of my own experience and wisdom as a man. Uh, as you might notice, um, if you listen to episode one already, I decided to record on my computer instead of my phone. So the audio should be coming through a lot better now than it was before. Um, I redid my intro, uh, so that should sound nice. And, you know, I'm still working out some things as to uh, um, just kind of understanding the interface for Anchor and uh, getting everything worked out there and learning a little bit. It's never too late to learn. So uh, I, you might be able to tell, you might not. I have been kind of sick, so I might cough into the mic a little bit. I'm going to do my best not to. I'm going to cough away. If I have to cough, I'm praying and hoping that I don't cough. Um, I got a, I got a beer at my side. So if I start to get an itchy throat, I'll take a swig real quick. Um, so anyways, that's, that's kind of where I'm at and, uh, trying to juggle life and trying to juggle my responsibilities as I'm kind of sick and dealing with this junk, um, has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, the wife the wife works, and so she can't kind of take over, at least as far as me taking kids to school or whatnot. So I still got to still gotta do what I got to do, um, unless it was real bad, and then, then I'm sure she would, she would take over if she had to, and uh, I'm sure we could work that out. But uh, luckily, luckily it's not bad, and uh, I can cope and deal with this as I need to without too much hassle. So today I want to talk a little bit about um, relationships. And I'm sure this conversation will come back up multiple times through the course of uh, me running this podcast and taking this podcast uh, wherever it might go. Um, But... I, I do, I feel like relationships, um, dating, marriage, uh, you know, can be a difficult thing to navigate for men, um, and especially in today's, today's age when, oh man, it just seems like relationships and talking to women or men, if you're listening to this and, you know, and you're in the LGBTQ, um, you know, <laughs> group, um, and you're listening to this, which is, you know, if 
if that's where you are, that's fine. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to try to shoo you away. Um, but, uh, you know, with social media and everything, it's, you have, uh, just, I, I struggle with this a lot because social media as a whole has kind of degraded our society in some really important ways and really some really important areas. And so I don't want to go too deep into that right now because I don't think that uh, should be our focus at the moment. But I do want to talk about kind of how it applies to um, relationships. Uh, you know, back when I was dating, which I'm in my late 30s, so it was a while ago, <laughs> uh, you know, social media wasn't really a thing. Like, it wasn't something that I thought about. It wasn't a way for me to spend time with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And, we, you know, we actually had to talk. We actually had to go over to each other's houses. We actually, uh, you know, picked up the phone and, you know, called the other and talked for a long time. And honestly, I, I guess I don't know for sure how that plays into modern society. You know, if somebody's listening to this and you have some insight to that, I'd love to know because I, you know, I don't know, do, do uh, people in a relationship have their relationship on social media? You know, do they carry that into Facebook and Twitter? I, or I guess young people don't use, don't use Facebook anymore. Uh, Twitter, uh, what Instagram, uh, TikTok, maybe. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know. Um, but I, I would imagine that it doesn't serve very well for learning how to have a close, intimate relationship with someone else. And by intimate, I don't mean sex. All right. By intimate, I mean close, like diving into each other's personalities, um, learning about each other. So, you know, if you're, if your only communication or your primary communication is over text and over social media of, of one form or another, then you're going to find that you can't, you can't get on the same level as when you are meeting face to face. So maybe, maybe that point's irrelevant. Um, again, I need, I need somebody to tell me, you know, are maybe older people are, are not so much doing that. If you're in the dating scene and you're of the, of an older generation, then maybe that doesn't really apply to you. But I'm curious as to what the, what the younger ones do when it comes to that. But all right, let's, let's, uh, switch gears here for a minute. And, uh, I, I just want to point out that there, if you are a man and you are seeking attention from a woman, I, I implore you, I beg you, I urge you to not go looking for those 
hot tub streamers, those, uh, those Twitch streamers who are kind of there to offer the illusion of a relationship in exchange for money, because that's not a, what a relationship is. Nor is pornography. Um, that can offer the same illusion. And, uh, you know, when you, when you, when your source of female interaction, uh, again, or male, I'm just, I'm just going to use female because that's, that's what I know. That's what I understand. Um, so, you know, I, I'm asking not to get, I'm asking you don't get offended if you are, um, in a different community than me. Um, because I, I'm simply using it not as a point of exclusion, but as a point of um, just consistency and ease of use. So I'm not trying to exclude you if you are in that communicate that community. Um, so that the uh, the Twitch streamers really offers a, a very poisonous. Um, point of communication and contact and interaction with females. So as a man that I could see how easy it would be to fall into that because, you know, you've, you can go to the pretty girls and you can type something in chat and you can get a response and you can send money for attention. Um, so in that respect, I do understand that. I haven't ever done it myself, um, but I, I've seen examples. I've seen clips, and um, it just it just hurts my heart when I see that because there are so many men getting fooled into thinking that that's something valuable, that that's something worth their time and effort and money, and it's not. It's not. I know it's hard to get out there. I know it's hard to meet people in general. I know it's hard to meet women, um, even especially beautiful women. You know, back when I was in high school, I would kind of almost every time profusely sweat if a, a remotely pretty girl started talking to me. Um, I was always that shy kid in, in the back of the room or sitting alone at a lunch table during lunch. Um, and so I, I know how hard that can be, um, because getting up the nerve to even say hello for someone like me is such, is such a mountainous effort. Um, but, but you've got to realize that that kind of thing isn't healthy. It's, it's not good because then what's going to happen is that you start to fall into this idea that when you do meet a uh, a real woman out in the world you know you're going to you're going to either start offering them money thinking that that's how you get them to interact with you or you're going to expect them to do um something indecent because that's what you've seen. That's what you expect from, from your phone, from your computer. 
and that is you know that is a that's not how the world works that's not how real women work and function in any kind of relationship as a general rule i'm sure there's some out there i'm sure there's some out there who would do that kind of thing and who are all about that but trust me when i say that that those kind of women aren't who you want to be with anyway and that's the other thing as as a young man you know you can be looking for the most attractive woman um and that while i understand that we as men have got to realize that first and foremost beauty fades if you're looking for a relationship if you're looking for something meaningful and your highest standard your highest bar for which women which woman you want to pursue which woman you want to go after is attraction you're going to yeah maybe it'll be great for a while maybe you'll have a good time maybe you'll um have a great relationship for a little bit but then it's going to end looks fade they absolutely fade and if you want something long term looking for something that is short term in a relationship you're going to find disappointment you're going to find um you're going to your 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 search is going to end in vain and you're going to wonder what in the world happened and you're going to be miserable because that relationship will end in divorce or breakup or whatever so attraction is absolutely important i believe that i believe attraction is important because you have to be attracted to the person at least um on an initial basis right uh honestly if i wasn't attracted to my wife when we first started dating or before we even started dating i probably wouldn't have dated her um you know personality changes too throughout the years me and my wife we've changed as people personality will change as well and i think the problem at least in modern society is that we kind of expect the sense of normalcy to continue expect the sense of um consistency to um you know expect this <laughs> sorry I lost my train of thought expect the sense of consistency uh in a relationship um you know and women do this too I don't believe that it's just men but when we as men only hold to one thing in what we're looking for in a relationship we're going to be disappointed and I think the key is to look for someone and spend your time with someone who you can meet on a personal level who you can find common things with who you are attracted to who you enjoy spending a lot of time with um you know don't pay attention to this vapid these vapid qualities that that are 
guaranteed to change, guaranteed to be altered. Um, you know, you've, if you're looking for happiness, if you're looking for love, don't, don't go into the relationship. Don't go into your search fully banking on a handful of qualities and assume that they're going to stay the same. Um, you know, with any relationship, things will get hard because of that change. But I think going into it and going into it wanting to work, expecting to work on yourself as a man, expecting that things are going to change, expecting that in order to maintain a peaceful life with your significant other is going to take hard work. It's going to take some humility. And I know that that can be hard for a lot of us because kind of the one, th maybe not the one thing, but one of the biggest things that I see other men crumble at is when their pride is challenged. And when your when when your pride is challenged, that's when you can't quite. Uh, that's when you can't get over those changes that come about in your life. So if you go into this with a little bit of humility and understanding that, you know, while while your significant other shouldn't expect you to change or try to change you. You know, you have to make that first step yourself. And the sooner you accept that you're going to have to change some things when you are with another person and that you're going to have to kind of meet them in the middle, that's when you find that peace. Because when you think about all the things that you, you know, your significant other expects of you or wants from you, and you're unwilling to budge whatsoever and not willing to meet them in the middle or work problems out, again, that's one of those things that's going to lead to a failed relationship and uh, maybe a failed marriage. And so if you can get yourself to that point where you, you're, you're saying, okay, I'm going to go into this and it's going to be hard and I know I'm going to struggle. I'm probably going to get pissed off, but I want to do, I want a happy life. I want a healthy life. I want a healthy relationship. And you take that step and you take that mental those mental preparations, you're going to be in a great place to be able to find that happiness that you want. So many marriages end in divorce and end after so many years and people just get tired of the other person's crap or, um, you know, something uh, again, let me, let me just, let me just back up here for a second. Say, say some traumatic life event happens. Um, you know, God forbid that a couple loses their child. Um, you know, so many marriages crumble when that happens. And, and that's because 
you know, at that point, it's not, it's not just about that loss. It's about, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be presuming to understand what that's like. All right. Um, but that's when that happens, that's almost the sort of indicator that the relationship wasn't where it should have been in the first place. And so when those difficult times come along, when that real intense hardship comes along, and then you suddenly fall out of a relationship with your significant, significant other, then that is because one or the other didn't, wasn't um, ready or willing to withstand that hardship with the other person. And let me just give you an example on the positive side of that. Um, my wife and I, during times of crisis, and I use that term loosely because we haven't encountered true, true and terrible crisis. Okay, when I say crisis, I mean like, um, you know, waking up with sick kids, barfing all over the place in the middle of the night, or dealing with head lice. Um, my wife and I, amazingly, don't go at each other when that happens. We don't get frustrated with each other. We work in tandem. We work together to get this thing done because we understand and know that this is a sucky situation, that we are committed to each other regardless, and we're going to be there for each other, and we're going to work through it as best we can to navigate it. And even if maybe it's unfamiliar territory or whatever, we were able to get that situation taken care of because we we know and understand each other so well so <laughs> so at that point we're really just kind of we're, we're in that mode where, uh, you know, difficult times don't really rock our relationship at all. We're, we're at that point. Uh, and we went through some hard times. You know, there was definitely some hard years near the beginning of our marriage where we had to work through some stuff. We had to understand each other a little better, that we had to make some compromises with each other um, and just understand what the other needed and get ourselves to change ourselves or to to meet those needs of the other. And she, she did too. She fully admits, uh, we talk about it every once in a while, she fully admits that, you know, she used to have a stick up her butt because she used to be uptight about everything. Um, you know, there was also some things that she didn't understand about me and it frustrated the snot out of her until 
we eventually talk these issues out. And that's, you know, that's another thing that you, ha- that you have to do. A lot of people just don't talk about their problems. And, but I can speak from experience, and I am, when I say that talking through your problems is going to be one of the most difficult things that you can possibly do in a marriage. Because especially when you're angry, and by the way, don't talk about your problems when you're already angry. Give yourselves time to separate and to cool down a little bit. It goes much easier. But a lot of people don't talk about their problems because they shout, because they fight. And again, that goes back to that humility thing. Being humble and admitting fault when you just want to yell and accuse the other person is one of the most difficult things you can ever do. So just keep that in mind. Like when you get into a fight, when you are yelling or having problems, give yourself time, step away, allow yourself to mull those problems around in your head. And then when you go back to it, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking to men here. This is a men's podcast, right? I am talking to men. So when you go back and when you address those problems, when you're talking about your problems or whatever the issue is that has gotten you into kind of a fight, allow yourself to admit fault where you know it is. And, and let me give you another secret. Be the first. Take it up on your shoulders. And this is where strength is. Okay? Let me say that again. This is where strength is. Taking that first step to admit your faults shows great strength because it is not easy. The easiest thing you can do is sling insults and accuse and get angry. Take it upon your shoulders to admit fault and do it first. Because what that's going to do is, one, it's going to show her that you have humbled yourself and that you're willing to talk and understand and work out problems. And it's also going to show her that you are trying to make peace. And maybe this won't be the same for every woman. My my wife is is... She's a special kind of woman. She's a special member of her species. But I believe that a lot of women, maybe most women, if they hear you apologize first, they will relax, they will let their guard down, and they will be much more willing to admit their fault on the side of the issue. After that happens, then you can talk about things and you can try to work out the problem you know, explain yourself. And when you explain yourself, do it without accusing, do it without being, um, you know, giving backhanded, uh, uh, or, or, or being passive aggressive is what I mean. You know, do it without sounding passive aggressive and just allow yourself to take that first step to, to kind of Offer, offer, you know, offer a, a, a hand of peace, a handshake of peace or whatnot. 
So that when you're working out issues, that is going to be the first and most important step to getting it resolved. And don't shy away from them. It's easy to shy away from your problems, but don't. All right. So that's kind of, that's my spiel on, you know, conflict resolution. Um, and I, I believe in it wholeheartedly because it's what's worked in my marriage. And, um, I, I bet you could find that it works in most problems in your life. If you got a problem with anyone else, you could, you could follow the same process and you can, you can, uh, you know, get things fixed up a lot quicker than just getting hot about it and cussing someone out or yelling at them. So that is episode two. Um, I may or may not double up on a week for episodes. Um, I feel like one just right now isn't quite enough. So we'll see. Um, I'll throw them up as soon as I get them recorded. Uh, if I do more than one per week, but since it's Monday, I thought I better at least do this one and then, uh, maybe do another one a little bit later. All right. Have a good one and, uh, stay strong out there. <laughs>